Hi, this is Pastor Stephen. I am the pastor of New Beginning Church in Singapore. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this podcast will build your faith. Hope you grow deeper in the word of the Lord and know Him personally in much deeper way. Enjoy the message. God bless you. Shalom. I'm glad that you are here with us today at NBC Church Online. I hope you and your family are doing well and healthy. Today I'm recording outside of my house, something different. And uh, like the survey that show, uh, we we did a survey just this week and then most of you have uh, fill in the survey and express your opinion and I'm so glad that most of you uh, have the desires to have church service again and then you will attend when we start the church service again yes we will we will we would like to do that but the circumstances here in Singapore still developing so we hope and then we pray that uh, things will get better so once it's, things get better and it's possible for us to have church service no more in a normal way I will announce it to you and let you know as soon as possible uh, in the meantime, please do pray for the church, uh, do pray for each other, do pray for uh, Singapore so things can get better. Today, uh, Pastor Kate Sobo will be sharing with us. He used uh, he uh, visited our church a couple times ago, a uh, while ago, and then he preached at our church before. He has blessed us uh, tremendously. And today, let's open our heart to receive the word of the Lord. I believe you will be blessed by the word of the Lord today. Greetings. It's uh, kind of unusual to meet you in this way. <laughs> normally we meet face to face, and normally when I'm speaking, there's people out there, but God's word, the scripture promises in Isaiah chapter 55, never goes out in vain, and it will always accomplish what it intends to do. So let's dig into God's words today. Today I'm speaking to you from Philippians chapter 3. And the topic of our message today is growing in Christ. So before we go any further, let's just come to the Lord and say, Lord, speak to our hearts today. Father, we thank you that your word is strong, that your word speaks to us over the many years uh, that from the time Paul wrote them until today. And so today, Lord, speak to our hearts. And Lord, give us open ears and open hearts as we listen to your word. Amen. In Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 16, Paul says this, Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which Christ has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we've already attained. Today, I, I want to speak to you about the subject of growing in Christ. Uh, the book of Philippians was a book written by the Apostle Paul. It was written by him while he was in jail. Uh, and the thing that's so very interesting about the passage of Scripture that we're looking at today is how that Paul was so very focused on becoming more like Christ. 
You know, focus is is a very important thing in our lives, and I think most of you who have observed, or perhaps yourself are very successful, or perhaps have observed people who are successful, you know that the key to anything, the key to achieving anything great, is focus. And and so Paul Paul was focused on on Christ, and as difficult as it as it as it sometimes seems to us, I think. No, I know that that is the key to our spiritual growth, and that is that we focus on Christ. Because when we focus on Christ, great things happen. And so, in this in this time together in the Word, uh, I want to focus on four principles uh, that we learn from God's Word today about some some guidelines of how we can become. Uh, closer to Christ, how we can grow in Christ, how can, how we can be transformed. And so the first principle that I'd like for us to focus on today is the whole idea of acknowledging our shortcomings. Uh, Paul's focus was he wanted to know Christ. And he wanted to know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Uh, Paul, Paul was a person who had, had achieved some, some phenomenal things. In fact, um, by the time that Paul was writing these scriptures, uh, we know that he had been serving Christ for approximately 30 years. Uh, he had been and is still one of the most successful uh, missionaries and pastors that this world has ever known. Uh, we know that the gospel came to non-Jews uh, initially because of the efforts of the Apostle Paul. Uh, and right now, Paul is sitting in jail writing a letter to the Philippians. And, uh, you know, this letter is a part of several, quite a few letters that Paul wrote. In fact, Paul wrote almost one-third of the entire New Testament and so Paul, uh, Paul was, Paul was greatly blessed of God. He did miracles. He raised people from the dead. He healed the sick. In fact, the, the scriptures tell us that there were times when people would take their handkerchiefs, the apostles' handkerchiefs that uh, they had used to, to wipe their faces and just put those handkerchiefs on sick people <clears throat> and they would recover. Now, friends, I tell you, if, if, if there's any, if there's anyone that could say they have gotten close to God and they have been blessed by the power of God in their lives, I think you could say the Apostle Paul was one of them. And yet, Paul writes in the scripture that we just read a moment ago, Paul writes, I want to know the power of Christ and I, I haven't, I, I still need to get there. In, uh, chapter, in the chapter that we've read in verse 12, Paul makes this statement, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect. Uh, then if we look a little bit further, just in the very next verse, Paul says the very same things using just a few different words in which he says, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Paul 
was saying, and he, of course, he's not in, in, a, in some of the other letters. He told, you know, all the things that he's been through for Christ. He's not repeating them here in this letter, but Paul is basically making this statement. You know what? God has blessed me. You know what? I spent time in the Arabian desert when Christ actually took the time and appeared to me. He actually came and appeared to me. I was taught personally by Christ. Now, friends, how much closer to Christ could you get? And yet Paul makes these this statement twice. In two verses, he says, I haven't obtained. I haven't gotten where I need to be. I am not yet at the place where God wants me to be. And so I think if Paul could say that, how much more you and I have to admit that we've, we've got a long ways to go before we can say that we're close to Christ. In fact, I don't know that we ever could really say that we're close to Christ, and yet the, the the first thing that we've got to do before we can really learn to grow in Christ, the first thing we've got to do is admit, you know what? You know what? I haven't obtained it. I still need to grow in Christ. I still need, I, I still need uh, to, to, to develop more. The truth of the matter is, if you find yourself in a place, perhaps perhaps God has been close to you all these years. Maybe you've served God faithfully and you've come to the place in your life where you say, you know what, I'm doing pretty good in the Lord. You know what, I, I, I'm okay. You know what, getting satisfied, having that sense of satisfaction. Yes, it's true we're satisfied with God. But if we come to the place where we say, I don't need any more of God, then I think we're in trouble. Paul stresses to us, it doesn't matter how close you've been, it doesn't matter how much you've been used of God, There, if you want to continue to grow in Christ, there's got to be a sense, a hunger, a desire, because you know what? There's always more. There's always more to learn about Christ. There's always the scripture that you've heard, maybe you've heard John 3, 16, a hundred or a thousand times, and yet there's still more depth to know about the love of God. There's still more depth to know about the power that raised Christ from the dead. There's still more into it. You know what? I have to guard myself. I have have to guard in my own heart. I, I'll admit there have been times when I've sat back and listening to somebody preach, and, and I, I, I just have to admit, you know, I've been serving the Lord all my life, and I have to admit there are times when the thought goes through my mind, mm, well, you know, that's uh, nothing very new. I've heard that before. And yet there's no way I'm going to grow in Christ if I continue and so every time those thoughts kind of go through my mind, I have to say, no, Lord, yes, it's true, you've been good to me. Yes, it's true, you've been close to me. But there's still so much more that you have for me in my life. The second principle that Paul shares with us in this section of scriptures is that if we want to grow spiritually, we must press into Christ press into and and he he makes this statement in chap in, in chapter 3 verse 12 he says but i press on 
I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. And again, in just in two verses down, in verse 14, he makes the same statement. I press on to toward the goal. I press toward the goal to win the prize. Uh, the word press, if we study it in the original language, literally means something to pound or to beat. He uses this same term in the original language in, in chapter 3, verse 6, in which he, he talks about pressing down on himself and, and beating himself. Uh, we have a term in English, ferocious. It's, it's like it's, it's something that is just, it's just, we just do it, you know, press forward. Paul uses the, the, the image of of discipline, of, of working hard, of pressing forward, of beating down. He uses that image uh, many times in his writings. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, 25, and 26, uh, I'm not going to read those scriptures to you on the screen, but it, but it says that, it says like this, do you not realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, so Run to win. Run to win. An athlete, when he, you see them when they line up in the starting blocks, uh, they're not thinking about all the things they did in the past. They're not thinking about, you know, what they're gonna, you know, how, they're thinking about, they're looking at that finish line and they're saying, I'm pressing to win. I'm, I'm setting my mind on to win. The most important thing in life that I can do is press towards this goal. The most important things in my life is to take hold, to, to get close to God, to find out, to, to find out more and more about Him. I press to take hold. My number one goal in life has got to be becoming more like Christ. And I said, now wait a minute, wait a minute. My number one goal in life? But wait a minute, I've got a lot of other goals. I've got a, I've got a career. I've got a family to take care of. I've got, uh, I've got a lot of important things. And yet, Jesus makes a very, very important statement. He makes this statement in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And I think we've all probably even memorized it. I know there's different scripture courses about this in which the scripture says, but what? Seek first the kingdom of God, and then all these other things will be taken care of. I guess what Jesus is trying to say is if you press forward towards Christ, if you make that your priority in life, if you determine that I want to get closer to God, then God promised he's going to take care of all the other business. When you are close to Christ, you're going to be you're gonna, when you prioritize Christ in your life, then you're gonna be the best father you could be. You're gonna be the best husband you could be. You're gonna be the best employee or manager or whatever, student or whatever. When you put him first, then he'll take care of the rest. Sometimes it's so easy for the loud noises of the world, for the pinging of our cell phone, just as mine pinged just a moment ago, 
for the email that comes in to to distract and and friends i admit i i i love christ and i've been serving and yet i find myself struggling with the same thing to to truly desire to make this one thing the most important thing of my life in chapter 3 verse 13 paul says this one thing i do it's my most important goal it's my most important criteria it's my most important priority and when i seek god's kingdom first when i press forward that's when i begin to grow spiritually oh yes it's true we cannot grow on our own oh yes it's true we require the grace of god in our lives in order for us to be able to develop at all but paul makes it very clear that that in order for us to be in order for christ to work in our lives in order for christ to make all these other things seek the kingdom first and all these other things will be added to you even Jesus says, seek the kingdom, press forward, beat down, be ferocious, desire, desire, want that. Sometimes we just have to say, God, I don't really desire, but I want to. I desire to desire. And I think maybe sometimes God will take that and, and say, yeah, okay, I'll help you. So, as we acknowledge our own shortcomings, as we press in, towards Christ. The third principle that Paul gives us in these scriptures is that we will forget the past. And again in chapter 3, verse 13, part B, this one thing I do, Paul says, forgetting what is behind and straining forward towards what is ahead, forgetting what is behind, straining towards what is ahead. Paul makes it clear that if we allow it, things in our past can keep us, can keep us from growing closer, can growing to, to being transformed in Christ. In fact, we can think about it in this way. As we forget the past, we can forget all its successes. Now, I thank God for the successes that God has given you in your life, both in your spiritual life, in your family life, um, maybe even in the life of your church. There are many people and even many churches who will, who will actually live in the past. Wow, don't you remember what it was like? Or don't you remember when we were young how the Holy Spirit fell on us? Or don't you remember how God used us? And you know, it's, it is wonderful. It's great to remember. But you know what? Those things, those things aren't going to get us anywhere down the line. <laughs> I, I've read different, different. Uh, uh, there's, I'm, I don't remember who the name of the author was. Maybe it's I read it in different places. But uh, one author says something like this: Past successes may be the cause of future failures. Huh? Past successes be the cause of future failures? Why could that be? Well, let me kind of explain it like this. When, when you have succeeded and, and thank God for those successes and we rejoice in those successes and we do at times go back and, and recall and testify and, 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 and repeat what God has done. But you know, if we live on those successes, we'll get to the place. Well, you know, I'm good. I'm good. 
Or, you know, my success in the past means there's nothing new for me to learn. And because of that, we find ourselves in failure. When we start a race, we don't, yes, it's true, we've got to think about how we won in the past. But when we start a race, what we've got to do is we've got to say, I'm not looking to the past and how God has helped me, but I'm looking to this race, this one in the future. Not only do we have to forget all the successes we've had in the past, but we've also need to, we also need to forget the failures that we've experienced. Yes, it's true. All of us has failed. You may have failed the Lord. You may have failed the Lord so many times that you have this thought, God can't use me anymore. I've failed you, Lord, so many times. And friends, haven't we all? We have all failed the Lord. We have all, we have all done things that we know disappointed. Maybe even today you have done that. And you know, the enemy would so much like the enemy of our souls, the Satan, the enemy would so much like to come to us and say, yeah, who do you think you are? God can't use you. You can't get close to God. Every time you get close to God, you trip and fall. No, no, no. God can't, God can't use you. But no, my friends, Paul says, forgetting what is, what is behind us. If we want to grow in Christ, if we want to be transformed into that which is pleasing to him. We've got to forget those things that have we have failed us in the past. God has forgiven our sins, and God will continue to forgive when we fail, when we make errors, when we literally sin. John chapter first John chapter one verse nine says that when we sin, if we sin, that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. We are going to sin. We are going to fail. But through those failures, we can't allow those things to hold us. Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, I believe in chapter 11, it says, so let's, let's set aside all those encumbrances, all those things that hang on to us, that drag us down. <clears throat> and our failures of the past are those kinds of things. We must learn from our failures. God has forgiven your sins. God has forgiven your past. And you need to do the same thing. Now, I'm not talking psychology here. I believe it's in the Psalms where it says, He, as far as from, as the East is from the West, so He has buried my sins. He has taken my sins away as deep as the ocean is. That deep. He's, the point is this. If God has taken your past and put it under the blood of Jesus Christ, don't you allow that to burden you down. Through the power of Christ that is in you, if you are a child of Christ, through the power of Christ that is in you, if you have come to Christ and have acknowledged and have accepted him in, into your life, then forget the past, all its successes, all its failures, and grow in Christ. The fourth principle <clears throat> that Paul shares with us in this passage of Scripture is this. Stop comparing yourselves with others. 
We can be so busy looking at other people that we fail to to develop, to put in the effort to grow ourselves. Now, Paul makes this statement in verses 15 and 16. Now, read it with me. This I'm reading from the New International Version. Here's what it says. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. Now, what's he talking about? He's talking about... If you're mature, then you should understand that you acknowledge your shortcomings. You should understand that you press forward. You should understand that you forget the past. In other words, you should understand how we grow in Christ. Now, if at some point you think differently, then God will make that clear to you. In other words, uh, there there may come at a time others who want to say, you know, oh, you don't you don't do it that way. Uh, you you don't want to. You know, that's not right. Or or maybe you get discouraged by seeing how others uh, haven't been able to haven't been able to, uh, to, to grow the same way that you have grown. Mature people understand this is how we grow spiritually. And sometimes uh, people who think differently, we just got to leave them up to God and let God take care of them. Instead, let us just live the way God has guided us to live. Now, friends, all of us have people in our lives that perhaps have not grown in Christ at the same level that we have. All of us have experienced people in our lives who, who maybe not directly, and unfortunately, if directly they've discouraged us, but maybe there've even been, this sometimes happens, other Christians who, who don't want to see you grow, because if you grow in Christ, that, that means that they look bad. If you grow in Christ, that means that, that, you know, they, they you know, why aren't they growing in Christ? And so they may say things, or they may let you kind of feel like, oh, you know, well, oh, come on, you know, no, 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 no. Paul Paul makes it clear, you know, if you're spiritually mature, just keep growing. Just in verse 16, it says, if you're spiritually mature, just keep on living the way God has guided you to live. Now, friends, in all of our lives, there are people that we wish we could bring along with us. Perhaps you have a family member, and that's usually where it's where it's closest to home, isn't it? A family member. Maybe it's a spouse, a husband or a wife, or a child or a parent. Uh, and, and you, they're, they're just not growing. They're just not as excited about the Lord as you are. Or, and you wish you, you wish they could be. And so you, you know, you, you preach at them or you do this or you do that or you do this. And, 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 and maybe you've even gotten tempted to say, well, um, I, I just won't, I won't grow so much. I won't get too excited because I don't want them to be embarrassed or I don't want them to be shamed. Friends, don't, don't let that happen. Now, it's true. We must share our hearts. We must pray for these people. We must live a life that is truly close to God. But you know what? We've got to let God take care of them. They are responsible to God themselves. We cannot allow what other people say about us to keep us from pressing in, to keep us to going forward. We've got to reorder our focus and say, yes, Though none go with me, still I will follow. I have decided I'm going to follow Jesus. It doesn't mean that we care less about those people. It doesn't mean that we pray any less for them. 
But it means this, we cannot allow others to keep us from growing closer and closer to Christ. Wow. Paul, <laughs> obviously through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul again speaks so clearly. The Word of God again speaks so clearly to us, doesn't it? That it is possible for us to grow spiritually. It is possible for us to become more like Christ. It is possible, as Paul said in verse 10, for us to know Him and know the power of resurrection and know the fellowship of His suffering. It is. And Paul gives us these Four principles. I'm sure there are many other principles that, that you could share, that we could share. But just for today, let's just think once more. If we want to grow in Christ, first of all, we must admit, yes, I still have a way to go. If we want to grow in Christ, yes, we must desire and make this our focus. We must press in, must be willing to pound, to say, yes, I really mean it. If we want to grow in Christ, we must forget about the things that have perhaps been our successes or our failures in the past. All the excuses that we brought to Christ, just put them behind us. Say, Christ, take those from me. I give them to you. And we must not let others hinder us. We must not let the, 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 the growth or lack of growth in the lives of others keep us from growing in him. Like you, once again, as I share this word from you, even though I've shared it before and studied it before, again, my heart, God speaks to my heart and says, what about you? And I said, Lord, I need you. I admit that I'm not as focused as I need to be. I admit that I sometimes allow my past successes or failures. I admit. But today I want to say, Lord, I want to press in. Can we make that a matter of prayer right now? Perhaps you know Christ, but you've just kind of been allowing your life to just kind of go, eh, just kind of float along with the current. Today Christ wants to say, hey, I want to be, I want you to be close to me. In Romans chapter 8, the scripture says that he knew before the foundation of the world that we would be his and he determined that we would become like him. Imagine that, becoming like Christ. <laughs> Seems impossible, doesn't it? And yet that's what God has determined for us. That's what God, that's our destiny. Our destiny is to become like Christ. Wow, what a thought to become like Christ. Perhaps you don't know Christ. And somehow or another you're viewing this video. Today my, my encouragement and invitation to you is there's nothing else like it. As we seek His kingdom first, He will take care of everything else. And we will become like Christ in the presence of Christ for all eternity. Let's pray. Lord, Please forgive us for all of the failures of our past. We leave them behind. Even as you have forgiven us, we forgive. We, we, we leave those things behind. We press forward 
that we might know Christ, know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Lord, I pray for those believers who, who are, who are struggling to grow in Christ. Lord, give us that desire that Paul expressed. I want to know him more. And Lord, if there are those today who do not know you, I pray that you will place in their heart a desire to know more and to know more of Christ and to become like him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness and thank you for your faithful grace that always abounds in our lives. We ask these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It's been wonderful to be with you. I pray that together your lives will be transformed as we grow together in Christ. May God bless you. I believe you have been blessed by the word of the Lord and let's uh, put the word of the Lord into practice and uh, apply it in our daily life so we can continue to grow in Christ. Wherever we are, what circumstance we are, we, we, we know that, that God will help us to grow in Him and uh, to reach the full potential that God wants us to be and so we can be a blessing to many others. Let's bow ahead in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, as you have blessed us with the word of the Lord. We pray that you continue to protect us and bless your people wherever they are. Open up the gates of heaven and bless them abundantly and protect them, Lord, in every areas of their life. We thank you, Father. Bless them and continue to, uh, to pour out your blessing upon their lives. We bless you. We praise you in mighty name, O Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. Have a great week ahead. I hope to see you soon. Thank you for joining us. Hope you have been blessed. This podcast is made possible by generous giving people like you. If you want to support us, please visit us at www.nbcsingapore.org www.nbcsingapore.org God bless you.